if you got a cyber policy, it'll probably cost you more next year. Uh, if you if you don't, if you get a proposal on it, it, it you know at first it might be a little surprising the premium that they're charging, but the risk is just is just incredible. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization to grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, please visit our website at www.raycpa.com slash podcast and sign up for updates. Today, Joe Urquhart, Vice President at Overmeyer Hall Associates, is here to talk about trends in construction that he's seeing, insurance and risk management issues you may be facing, and our upcoming third annual construction kickoff event. Welcome to Unsuitable, Joe. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for the invite again. Uh, look forward to it as always. Yeah, great to have you back on. So before we get started, I know uh, hopefully we're, we're on the, on the uh, precipice of uh, a new hockey season here coming up. So what, what's your outlook for the Blue Jackets this year? Uh, positive as always. I'm a true Blue Jackets fan, uh, but we'll wait and see. It's going to be another very strange year if we're not able to go to any games. As you know, hockey is much more fun in person than watching it on TV. Um, but I look forward to whatever happens. Uh, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So uh, we'll hope for the best. So uh, let, let's get started here. What are you... Um, what are you seeing and hearing about the construction market uh, as we wind down uh, 2020 here and 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 get uh, look you know start to look forward to 21? Yeah, surprisingly, and it's been a I think a good year uh, given everything that's gone on. Just just crazy. Who would have thought um, you know as we sat in our offices back in middle of March that this is where we'd be uh, with all the, the COVIDs and the shutdowns and just everything that's going on, just crazy. Luckily, I think uh, in many ways, we were very blessed in construction to be related to the construction industry because it was deemed essential and everybody kept working. Uh, and I think for the most part, coming out of 2020, and there's some exceptions, obviously, but all of our clients have done, done well, been busy, and kind of looking forward to turning the page, but it was a busy, successful year. Clearly, there's some new issues that that people had to deal with, you know, never before. Right. But we're pretty resilient. I think the contractors are pretty resilient and figured it out. I think quickly. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's been a positive year. Most of the clients that I've, I speak with have a nice backlog, you know, going over into 21. Uh, you're probably you know having those same conversations yeah. with your clients. It's very positive, except, you know, there's some exceptions, people looking for some work. But I think uh, 21 should be another really good year, uh, particularly the fir first half of just from a pure construction, putting work in place standpoint should be good. So it, it, it was good. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. We're certainly uh, the construction industry has been been fortunate, uh, certainly more so than, than many others. And I think the other thing, too, we're, we're very fortunate to be here in in central Ohio with the continued growth and, and yes. all of that, we certainly get 
I would say a little more insulated as it were from some of the, the downturns that um, we see in some other markets. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Yes, I totally agree. The multifamily, uh, some of the other commercial developments, you know, housing is going strong again. You know, we have some, some on the residential piece, we don't have a lot of residential contractors, but we have some, they're just so busy because people are home. They're not traveling. They're not doing anything. So they'll, we're going to do an addition or we're going to remodel the kitchen. It's just crazy um, uh, of what's going on there. And again, I think we're really blessed. Um, you know, there's some, again, some pockets, if you're in hospitality, you know, maybe you saw some delays in projects or projects getting canceled, but for the most part, really strong, um, yeah. as we continue to build out Columbus and there's certainly more need for infrastructure for housing apartments. Uh, if you read any of the statistics, so continues to be strong. I think labor is still a big issue, right. For, for yeah. construction, even through this, this COVID situation, a lot of people laid off. Yeah. But trying to find skilled labor that wants to work and uh, show up on time and, and those kind of things is still a real challenge. It is. And it's interesting you say that, too, because, uh, you know, I was with um, one of my good roofing contractor clients uh, yesterday and he said, you know, look, I, it's been difficult. And, I, you know, he's got friends that own restaurants and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, they've been obviously devastated. But he said, it's not like I can take uh, an, an unemployed or underemployed restaurant yeah. worker and turn them right. into a commercial roofer overnight. Right. Uh, it just, you know, doesn't work that way. And we're also seeing supply chain issues with materials yes. and material price increases yes. uh, that are significant, as you know, with like copper and lumber and things. Yeah. Like lumber. Yeah. Um, well, let's, uh, when we talk about COVID a little bit, what about from a risk management perspective, Joe, what have, what have we seen in terms of the impact to, to clients? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I get that a lot from, from different people that I talk to clients or others in the industry and, and, you know, one for the most part, just talking construction other than maybe some projects that have been delayed or you have a couple that are canceled, but for most part, everything's moving forward but under new guidelines now, right? New safety issues, risk management issues. Um, so I think the work itself is, is still moving forward, maybe not as efficient as it was, or as the, the productivity has gone down because of social distancing. And, you know, I had some people have to rearrange how they get to work in trucks, right? We can't put all these, these employees in one truck. Now we got to split them up. It's just crazy stuff like that. Um, so I think those are the, the things that contractors have kind of learned now. And what, what's interesting at the beginning, when it first happened, it's like, oh, who's going to pay all these costs? How are we going to absorb that? But now when they've picked up new work and as they're bidding on projects, they're kind of incorporating all that, mm-hmm. you know, the hand washing machines and face masks and, and all that kind of thing. So that's moving forward, I think, has kind of figured it out. The risk itself is the unknown. Uh, I get that question a lot about, hey, Joe, do I have to worry about getting sued? Or, you know, what if one of my employees gets sick and takes it home to a family member or subcontractor gets sick, a vendor, somebody's on, on site? And um, those are the big unknown questions. Uh, in the industry, just insurance company talk, um, reading, you know, articles from attorneys, those kind of things. There's a lot of concern for that. But we have not seen any um, lawsuits, potential lawsuits coming in yet uh, across our, our client base, which is really, really good. We'll still have to wait and see as it plays out in the environment. You know, what happens in six months, what happens in a couple of years, if, if, you know, depending on, you know, how aggressive some attorneys get. But we have not seen that yet. 
Yeah. And I think my advice to clients is what you need to do to defend yourself is have a good program, a good risk management program, Mm -hmm. and just follow what the state is telling you to do, what the CDC is telling you to do. And, And if you can go above that, great, but just document it and do it. You know, there's some people that say they're, you know, following all the guidelines with kind of a wink and a nod and whatever. Yeah. Can't be, you know, cowboys, so to speak. You know, that just, that just yeah. doesn't doesn't work anymore. The ones that are really enforcing it, safety and training and toolbox talks. And yeah. um, that's how you defend yourself. Um, but so far, so good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's one thing we preach too in, in our business certainly is document, document, document. Oh, yes. So, yes. so it's much the same when you're talking about risk management, uh, you know, make sure that you've got those policies and procedures and, you know, document the heck out of what you're doing. In yeah, that it's kind of funny with the, the recent surge that we've had, you've probably noticed this too. Many clients are saying, no, you don't need to come in anymore, right? So I've been doing many, many more meetings, insurance meetings, just by Zoom or whatever the platform that you like. I don't particularly like that, but I think that's good, sound uh, reason, unless it's an urgent reason to get together in an office. You don't really need to do that right now. So why expose either me or expose me to have me expose your employees to something? Um, it's just just not needed. So let, everybody's kind of backing off. And I think that's a real, real good uh, decision to do that. Yeah. Let's, let's pivot a little bit and talk about you know, business uh, coverage uh, from an insurance perspective. What what are we seeing in the market as we move into twenty one? Is it softening, hardening? I mean, are they adjusting because of COVID? Some of the coverages. What what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Good good question. As you know, twenty twenty was a real challenging year, uh, not for uh, all businesses, but for many, um, particularly construction, larger contractors. I kind of kind of feel they felt it more than others um, and, and had nothing to do with COVID, really. It was a change in the marketplace. It's been coming for a couple of years, really gained a lot of traction in 2020. And then COVID, I think, exasperated it. But um, the market is still what I would consider a very tough, uh, tight market uh, in certain classes of business, certain types of businesses, if you've heard me speak before, um, you know, those risks that have really large fleets and large fleets with really heavy trucks are kind of targeted right now from the standpoint of seeing bigger rate increases than the not. And that's not going to change, I don't think. Um, even though it'll start to work itself out a little bit, maybe it won't be as big a rate increase next year, but I think that's still going to be problematic. Um, and we refer to it as capacity in the marketplace. So excess umbrellas are, are going to be uh, still very difficult to work through if you have really large umbrellas, right? So if you're a larger contract, depending on the contracts that you sign and what's required, if you're getting really anything over $10 million, it's going to be just something you need to watch. It's, it's, it'll probably cost you more money next year if you have a $15, $20 million, $25 million umbrella. You know, in years past, we had one carrier that could, could do all those limits, uh, and now a lot of insurance companies are watching again that term capacity. They don't want to put that much out on the line. So maybe they did as an example, 20 million last year. They may say, no, nah, we're only going to do 10 this year. And we as your, whoever your insurance advisor is have to place an excess umbrella over that to get your 20 million. So those, I think those issues will continue uh, in the marketplace. You know, auto umbrellas, 
Uh, we're seeing some issues because of COVID. This is interesting on executive risk lines. Really? Particularly directors and officers. No and, kidding. And not that we do, we don't really do any, but publicly traded companies, and there's some, are um, feeling a lot of pressure for their DNO. Interesting. Uh, COVID, right? Because they're they're afraid of some uh, either class action lawsuits or litigation because they didn't handle the COVID pandemic correctly, mm-hmm. right? It affected stock price and, and that kind of thing. Um, but we are seeing that. And and then the last thing, which you know I love to talk about, is uh, the cyber liability risk, which, yeah. which um, is just increasing daily as far as uh, wire transfer fraud, oh. ransomware, this is something as a business, whether you, you buy insurance or not, that you, if you don't want to, that's fine. But you better up your security measures on your IT as far as how you're handling your, your security on IT. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know, uh, quick plug here, our, our Ray and Associates uh, cyber team, they are busier than ever. In fact, we had a, uh, a fairly significant client that got hit a second time with the ransomware. Yeah. And I find it interesting. They they said that if you've been hit once, you're actually a greater target to to be hit again. So I, that's something I learned uh, from from uh, our team. But what are you seeing in terms yeah. of coverage related to to cyber, Joe? Are, are people getting more in tune with that and and lining that up, or uh, is there still is that still very underserved in, in terms of what clients? I think it's have? still underserved a little bit. For the most part, particularly, I think contractors have this mentality like, oh, they're not after me. You know, they yes. want to go to banks and big corporations and they kind of, you know, they're not going to bother with me. That's just not the case, right? That's just not true. Yeah. So that's been historic, that that kind of re- reply, I think. And then second, I think the price and what you'll see, the premium for c- cyber is going to go up mm-hmm. because of the amount of claims that some of these insurance companies are paying under ransomware and this uh, wire transfer fraud, which is referred to an insurance. The insurance lingo is social engineering, but significant amount of uh, claims activity there. Um, So, you know, if you've got a cyber policy, it'll probably cost you more next year. Uh, If you you don't, if you get a proposal on it, 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 you know, at first it might be a little surprising, the premium that they're charging, but the risk is just just incredible. so yeah, a lot of them, one thing I'll throw out, Doug, just as a best practice, is is the number one thing you can do is look at um, your current system. And if there's some open ports and there's a couple, and, and this starts really getting into some computer talk, yeah. but there's certain ports that if you leave them open, and I'll, I'm going to throw this out, port 445 is one of them, I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, That's a lot of traffic goes in and out of that port. If that port is open, it's like leaving your back door open uh, to burglars, right? Wow. Uh, it's just an open invitation for um, for some malware to get in there. Um, so you need to really close those um, ports that are at risk. That's it. You know, it's just scary stuff. And you see, you talk about the social engineering and you see these, you know, these phishing emails and all that. You know, we, I know as a firm internally, I mean, we get those that, uh, you know, they're trying to train us, you know, and they send us these yes. kind of test scam emails every about every week or so. And it's really yes. a good exercise. It's it is. it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, there was a, a story and I'll bring this up to you because uh, it was it's public information it was in the paper. The city of Toledo just got hit um, and it was on a construction project. 
So they had some, some project they were doing, building a new building or whatever they were doing. And they got emails from the contractor asking to get paid, you know, ACH payments. So the person within the city of Toledo went ahead and, you know, transferred the money to them. And this happened several times, found out it was a fake email, a bogus email. They transferred over $600,000 to a fake account. You know, they'll never get that money back and probably don't have insurance for that, that large of amount. We see that a lot in the owner to contractor or contractor to subcontractor emails where they are getting hacked and um, fake emails are being sent out. Yeah, that's that's scary stuff. I know uh, from my days in in banking too. It's it's called know your customer. I mean, ultimately, yes. you know, make sure you're doing those those extra steps. You know, place a phone call. Uh, you know, just to make sure you're confirming that it it is what it says it yes. is, and and the right people are involved because and it, it happens too. The thing, the other thing we're facing, like you said. We're all working more remotely, so you know it's it's a different environment. You can't just necessarily walk down the hall and ask somebody, "Hey, this, is this okay?" kind of thing. So maybe people skip a few steps. And yeah, I know. think a lot of things I've read again happens to a lot of our contractor clients where they're sending some of their staff home to cut down the number of people they have in the office. Well, when somebody's working from home, they might be on their home computer. Mm. Um, and is that up to date on security or your laptops? You know, a lot of there's a lot of risk for stolen laptops, stolen cell phones, uh, misplaced cell phones uh, allow uh, a gateway to get in. So, right. Yeah, it's interesting too. You know, job sites, you think about this. I mean, everybody's using more of the, you know, they're doing more with tablets and wearables yes. and things like that to track. Uh, you know, what's going on on the job site, drones and all those things. How is, have you seen that impact uh, risk and, and coverage and all that, the, the job site technology? Not so much uh, from a risk standpoint, mm-hmm. other than, yeah, you got to make sure those tablets are secure, right? Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, some of this technology, particularly in safety technology, it's amazing what they can do as far as some of these vests that they have now that have GPS. So, right. you know, contractors, the you know, safety people can track where their employees are. Um, they can track if an employee is going in a zone that they shouldn't be in. Right. Um, if there's some building collapse, they can they know if there's people are in there. I mean, it's just un- un- unbelievable some of the the um, technology upgrades that make construction safer. So, um, but yeah. There is, a, there is an element, if you start using that, that it creates um, some more risk. But I think the, the benefits far outweigh any type of negative risk. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any big changes you see in, in 21 in terms of what um, uh, insurance documents look like, what are in those agreements, anything like that, that, that you're hearing at this point? No, I don't, I don't really think so, Doug. I think it's just more of the same. Um, I don't like to look out too far because you always get surprised, but I think the first quarter, first half will be very much like, you know, 2020. Uh, and, you know, let, let's hope that the vaccine really uh, takes effect and starts bringing us back to whatever our new normal is going to be. Um, so we'll all hope for that. I know everybody will. Uh, yeah. But I think from an insurance market standpoint, it's going to be more of the same. Um, but, but with a ca- caveat there, 
you're just going to get more questions as a client, right? So as you get ready to go through your insurance renewal or, or whatever you're doing, there's just going to be more questions. Yeah. Um, some of them have, may have to do, have you, have you been impacted by COVID? What's the impact? Um, you know, construction's big. Did you get PP, PP money, right? Has that yeah. helped you? Have you had layoffs? There's just more underwriting going on. Um, and you just got to deal with it right now. You yeah. Know? So. Absolutely. Speaking of which, we've got our uh, upcoming uh, January kickoff event, which will be January 22nd. So you want to give a, a little plug for, for that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to it as always. It's a great time. I think January to kind of look forward yeah. and forget about 2020, but I'll do a deeper dive on at least how we see the marketplace as far as rates, coverage, the big thing is, you know, what are we, what are we anticipating on rates? So contractors can anticipate that maybe anticipate that in their bids. Um, particularly I'm going to talk about a little bit more underwriting because what you need to do as a contractor is put yourself in the best position to get a favorable renewal. And there's certain things that you need to be doing, certain best practices. So I'll be reviewing that and talking about some other kind of new upcoming risks that they should be thinking about. And so that'll be a more of a deeper dive. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun as always. And uh, I'll be talking a little bit about uh, some, some of the economic outlook and what we're seeing from a, from a demographics and economic perspective, as well as the the financing environment. So it should be good. We will be virtual this year, of course. Unfortunately, we're uh, going to be doing it that way rather than uh, in person as we normally do. But that'll present us uh, some opportunities as well. Maybe we can get uh, get some more folks involved and make it uh, easy to get on. Yeah. You know, instead of driving somewhere, just pop on, get some good information, get updated and uh, take away some best practices, hopefully, and some some good thought leadership. So yeah. Absolutely. We'll have, uh, by the time this this gets out, we'll have registration uh, open and uh, hopefully folks can join us on, on January 22nd. So, well, Joe, thanks as always. It's uh, always a pleasure to talk to you and get your insight. And I can truly say in, in uh, all my years in, in financial services, if you want deep knowledge and you want true uh, transparency when it comes to risk management and insurance, Joe is the guy to talk to without question. Thank you, Doug. As always, appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 